Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13 of Natural Expansion, the StarCraft 2 podcast with myself, Wardy. And today I am joined by one of my favourite StarCraft people ever. It is Probe. Dude, what's up? How are you doing? Yo, what's up, man? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm I'm really good. I've just had like... I've just been talking... We've just been talking about this a little bit uh, kind of before, but I just had like the weekend of travel nightmares. Like, I went full Australian trying to get to and from Poland, like... You know, five hours now of travel turned into twenty. <laughs> now I know how it is. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty, pretty brutal. But I'm pretty, I'm pretty good, and just uh, I've got a pretty chill week. You know, not a lot going on. Events are kind of mm. low because you know there's just other stuff happening. It's a busy week in Starcraft. Like offline seasons here, plus there's like thousands of qualifiers. It's uh, pretty crazy. When I say offline season, I mean online season. For some reason I can mm. never get those right. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty chilled out this week, I guess, other than, other than that. But, uh, yeah, great to have you here, you know, I always love talking to you, and it was, uh, about time we got you on and had a little chat about StarCraft. Yeah, sounds good. You know, one thing that I, I do not wish for is, with my normal travel home to Australia, imagine if I got my flights delayed, <laughs> I would be screwed. Then we end up like Maynard, and it's like 60-hour <laughs> journey home from BlizzCon. That yeah, was uh, what a journey. That was uh, that's actually insane. In some in some ways, if you got delayed, it might be okay to actually just sleep in the airport. Okay, maybe not. I'm trying to justify no, this in the worst way no. ever. It'd be terrible. Uh, I don't know how you do it, man. Like it's absolutely insane to have to travel that much for like a weekend or like you know four or five days. I know. It's really I crazy. To, come to Europe for six days. Two of those days, I'm on a plane. <laughs> That's it's like I actually just can't even wrap my head around the fact that you still do that. It's like it's actually mind blowing for me. It was so funny when we were at IEM Shanghai this year. Uh, we were talking to Maynard. Maynard was like, "Oh yeah, it took me like ten hours to get here." We're like, "How could it take you ten <laughs> hours to get here? You live next to China, you know? Like this is like the closest event you're ever gonna get in StarCraft, unless it's like." Obviously, like you know, maybe it'll be an Australian event someday, but mm. it's like. Um, like for a premier StarCraft event like this is pretty much it. You still have to travel ten hours. He's like, yeah. yeah I was man. like, that's yeah. crazy. Like I traveled like thirteen, and here I have. He only traveled three hours less. You guys yeah. really. It's uh, actually surprising. Yeah. The uh, the amount of distance up you have to travel. Yeah, I guess so. That's the thing. Like you really are kind of like down under, right? Like <laughs> it's uh, it's really crazy. As the name would suggest. As the name would suggest, that's uh, it re I really just can't get my head around it. Sometimes, like you know, like I can get by maybe doing like you know maybe like once every few months I can do like a super long flight and not feel so bad about it, you know. Especially because like if you go like once every in a little while, it's like there's new you know movies and shit on the plane at least. Oh yeah, uh, when you start running out of movies to watch and you can do there's like nothing for you to do. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's terrible. It's like you run out of movies, so then you start watching like the shitty TV shows which they have like one episode of. It's like oh yeah, I really wanted to watch season four, episode seven of Game of Thrones. Like that's exactly yeah. <laughs> that's like, and then let's watch season five, episode three after. That makes complete sense, right? The, yeah, the same three episodes of Family Guy I've seen like 20 <laughs> yeah. times now. Yeah, the, the, the few comedies out on there. Uh, it's uh, <clears throat> it's pretty brutal. Man, the uh, the woes of being an Australian esports hero, eh? It's uh, Indeed, some rough yeah. stuff. Well, I mean, we're talking about traveling. Obviously, you're going to get to travel a whole bunch in the next couple of months because you just qualified mm -hmm. for a couple of events. You had a pretty successful week. And it, and it is, uh, I guess I should say this as well, it is as of... The time is speaking for another 22 minutes or so, if I can do my math right, still your birthday. Nah, hour and 22 minutes. An hour and 22 minutes. I, you know, I, I totally just realized this in my head as well. Ah, well, there you go. <laughs> I've given you an extra hour. Well, I guess. There you go. Well, it's still your birthday here for like 12 hours, so I'm going to celebrate all day. But happy birthday. Mm -hmm. Thank you Thank for you. giving up your birthday night just to be on the show. It's like really... It's really something. Wow. <laughs> I already did all the celebrating earlier and other days as well. Yeah, so, so I mean, I was just about to talk about these events you qualified for, but the IEM qualified, you had to go and, like, cut a cake in the middle of it or something. Yeah, so, like, it was my 21st birthday. It was a family gathering, so it started, like, four in the afternoon. Qualifier started at six. So we made all, <laughs> like, the speeches at 5.30 and stuff. And then at six, I, I rush upstairs, you know, play my first game, and I rush downstairs... <laughs> scoff up some dinner, like, you know, really quickly. Everyone else is like, oh, how are you going, Sean? Did you win? I'm like, yeah, yeah, won my first game, yeah. And I run back upstairs, play my second game, win that, run back down, 
do some like photos of me cutting the cake ceremoniously. <laughs> um, don't eat any because I'm like allergic to it. But either way, um, <laughs> that's amazing. Then, then run back upstairs. And then, you, uh, then you and, and then in the middle, no, oh, it's in the oh, middle yeah. of the third series. I'm like, I need a break. Uh, they're was, wanting a family photo. Was this against Hurt, right? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I, t- I totally remember this because we we were I was casting and uh, in our years the producer was like, "Yep, yeah, we have to take a break now." I was like, <laughs> "Okay, so guys, like, apparently we're going into a quick break. We'll be be right back." And I, like, we and Ronnie looked at each other like, "Why the hell are we taking a break between a series?" And like, we had no idea because like we're not in the game or anything. Like, we just have like a massive screen to watch. Yeah, from. yeah. So uh, we heard after that you were cutting cake and stuff, so taking photos. Yeah, so. that was a family photo that one. So. Uh, okay, okay. I see how it is. Delaying your delaying your games for uh, the family. Ah, God, you're but such then a nice after guy. After that, you know, everyone left, and it was like clear sailing, you know. Clear sailing, yeah, so. super simple. I mean, yeah, you had a pretty uh, clear sailing in the in the bracket as well, right? For so, I guess the two events, just to clarify, what you qualified for were I am Pyeongchang, of course, which we're going to be talking about a little bit because it's a super interesting event in general, but also for the WESG APAC Regional Finals, which is mm-hmm. also super interesting. It's obviously one of the, I think, almost one of the most interesting kind of parts of WSG prior to the global finals because I mean Europe's kind of interesting but because of the way the qualifiers uh, work yeah. it's very kind of clear cut who's going to qualify usually or at least there's you know there's like eight players you expect to qualify and then the last four spots up for grabs but I think in, mm-hmm. in APAC it's a little bit more kind of out there and you've got the Koreans playing and all sorts it's uh, it's really interesting so w- which was first for you was it the IAM qualifier? The IEM qualifier was first, and then the following day was WSG. Oh, that's that's so nicely scheduled for you, one day after the other. Um, yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the IEM qualifier then. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you had a pretty clear cut run as I battled to get it up. I mean, I know this bracket better than any other because I actually casted it. Um, you just dropped one. Uh, did you drop one map along the way? Or did you lose a map to Vivid as well? I did lose a map to Vivid. Actually. Yeah, see, Liquipedia is wrong, and I knew that because I remember checking the ESL site. Checking yeah. it out. Um, so, yeah, you, you had a little bit of a, I guess, not kind of like a super rough. It was like not super clean because you dropped a couple maps, but you still like ran through in the grand finals 3 0. You didn't lose a series, of course. So, yeah. I mean, going into a qualify like this, you're usually kind of, right now, I'd say the heavy favorite in the Oceana scene, especially with Iagus kind of switching to Zerg, Cypher. Obviously, he's always been a big name, but he's sort of, you know, he sort of, like, doesn't deliver as often as he maybe should. So, I think definitely on this yeah. patch as well, you came in as a heavy favorite. Does that put any kind of extra pressure on you? Does it make you worry at all? Like, do you have, you know, do you feel as though it just kind of makes it more difficult in a way that you're expected to win this? I mean, I think, yeah, I am expected. And going into it, I thought... Actually, I wasn't going to be too upset if I didn't qualify, but I wanted to at least um, qualify for one of the two events. So right. qualifying for both really made me happy. Um, and, I mean, I had some rough games in the IEM bracket. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll blame I'll blame because I was at a birthday party, you know. <laughs> wasn't the best conditions. Um, but I managed to get through, and that's all that really matters in the end. So no, I mean, I, I mean, in, at the end of the day, you actually got free pretty with like room to spare, right? Like you came through the winner yeah, bracket definitely. in the grand final. It was free zero as well. Like you didn't have to go through the lower bracket at all. Um, yeah, just I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, these four, these formats are kind of brutal, right? Like it's double elimination, sure, but you know, goddamn, like the winner bracket advantage is huge. You know, you go into a best of five in the grand finals with a one zero lead, like. That must feel pretty great as well, right? Like, starting up 1-0 in a best-of-five series to qualify? Yeah, like... I I mean, you would think it would feel really good, and obviously it, it really helped out, but, um... when you With only one spot to qualify, and in all the other WCS events this year, the last two that I qualified for, I went through the winner's bracket, right, and qualified straight away. But then I lost in the finals, even with a 1-0 advantage. So, uh, like... So it's like sort I of like a the- mental thing? It was, it's the probe curse, and now the that I'm on legacy, it's the legacy curse as well. We okay. always finish second, apparently, you know. So, okay. so you you brought I was, it up I on your team. I was a bit worried. Oh. Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was a bit worried. Yeah. Okay. So a little bit worried, but 
Uh, I mean, I, I guess he did have some really close games. Like, was it Saifi played on Catalyst in that first game? Oh my and god, this, yeah. This game, like, I don't know how you held on. Like, I don't know how you it was did so anything. Sloppy. It was insane, dude. Like, you're, like, down, like, 40 supply. He's pushing. He killed your third base once already. He's pushing your third base again, and realistically, like, it's gonna die. He's got, like, seven mines set up. He's got a liberate in the sky. He's got bio. And you literally have, like, some... I, I don't even know. Like, you had like a stalker or two, like a handful of. No, like, yeah, it was like five so stalkers, yeah. a sentry, and like three disruptors. That that was it. <laughs> These disruptors just put in like the work of the sentry. Then you get like a zealot warp in, and you just push him back. But it's still like ah well, Cypher's doing fine. And then these yeah, disruptors, base, yeah. these disruptors just don't stop flying at the guy, and he ends up not killing your third base. Suddenly the supplies are even. This might be one of the craziest games I actually casted this year. Like. In terms of like comeback potential and stuff, and like all of that, because your comeback potential was so dead, like you were dead. Mm. Um, if I don't know what you were thinking at that time, but like I didn't think I was behind at all. <laughs> you didn't think you were behind uh, at all? No, I, I thought I was losing. Right. But I didn't realize I was down like forty supply. Yeah, it was like I think I think as well. It was like really brutal because I feel as though. If you did think that, maybe you might have just been like, "Oh well, like you throw one disruptor in, like luck luster, and then you like GG." But you really like battled until the very end. It was, uh, mm. it was pretty sick. Um, I actually thought I had lost. So yeah, that was, I, I didn't that think was really I was crazy. that far behind. That was the thing. I thought he was much lower supply than he actually was. So well, that's uh, it's always interesting how that works out. Kind of hearing it from the player side of things, when especially like uh, you know, as the caster, when we sort of assumed things as well, like. You know, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff, it's always interesting to hear kind of where you were at mentally in terms of the series and the game. Um, so let's just talk about uh, Pyeongchang quickly. I mean, obviously a super interesting event that's kind of been held in the run-up to the Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, obviously. Um, and at the start of February, like, I mean, how does it feel to be part of what may be kind of the first real push for having, like, Olympic esports or something along those lines? Yeah, well, I think that's definitely what it is, so... I feel quite special and privileged to be a part of this, and do you think it's, really looking forward to it? Yeah. Do you think it's cool to be able to like go in and be like, I guess, I guess like nowadays, like obviously you go and like you represent yourself and you represent you know your team, and I guess for you maybe this is kind of a more natural thing, but like at WCS events you are like the Oceanic Hope, the Australian mm -hmm. Hope, right? So maybe this is isn't kind of too unfamiliar for you, but like for this event, obviously like. You kind of ride with your country on your shoulders, you know, like you carry them, you represent them. So does that have like an extra little kind of bit of kind of specialness to it in some ways? Or is it just something you're used to? Because again, like I guess the Oceanic scene doesn't have a ton of players at WCS events to cheer for anyways right now, I guess. Yeah, well, I, you're right in the fact that at WCS events, I'm already, you know, the Australian. Yeah. And it's what everyone you know, from down under cheers, cheers for. But I mean, at this event which is different to the other events, you are actually representing your country. Um, like, I, that's come out in the news and, like, yeah. in the rules that you're, you're not representing your team, you're actually representing your country at this. So I think, yeah, it would be really cool um, also seeing everyone else represent their country as well, not just uh, me being Australian. But, yeah, it's going to be sick, good. I'm looking yeah. forward to it, man. I think it's going to be something really special. I think we're really kind of kind of uh kind of lucky to be kind of the game that's involved in this big thing that's in the run-up to the olympic uh, winter olympics and so on like it's super super awesome that uh intel are putting it on so i'm super hyped it's gonna be a really cool tournament like and i think i don't know what you think about the overall format but obviously the qualifiers are kind of brutal but once you actually get there like the playlist is going to be so kind of diverse and interesting like there's going to be like obviously uh two korean players plus like some of the very best from europe I really feel like everyone who's qualifying has a real shot at, like, you know, making it out of groups, really, depending on what group they get, honestly. Like, you know, maybe if you get a group of, like, a Korean player and Showtime and then a very, you know, you know, it can, it can be pretty tough, right? But, like... It could be a bit dicey, th yeah. There's some groups that I think... I can imagine there being groups where pretty much anyone can get out of them on a good day, so... I don't know what you think of... Maybe, I mean, we don't have the full playlist right now. We've only got eight players, but... Do you think it's going to be a really interesting tournament in that kind of uh, light? Because I think it's going to be really refreshing to see something that isn't just the same set of, you know, more or less like WCS circuit right now is like the same set of foreigners going at it, or at least this year it felt like it became the same set of foreigners just going at it every time in the round of 16, etc. Yeah, so I think uh, it's almost like a mini WESG. 
Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if it sort of feels like it that way for you, but... Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's going to be really cool seeing um, a nice representation from all, all regions. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know... Uh, you know, Chinese play does well, Nice does well, Demi does well. They can definitely take games of people. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be really cool, I think. Like, like I say, like I think like someone like Demi, for example, is not someone who everyone will look at and be like, oh yeah, he can get out of group. But I think mm. he can definitely win maps, you know? And, you know, you can win one map, you know, all you need to do is win two in a series and you're, you know, you're through a game, right? Like, it's kind of, obviously, it's not a simply... Uh, done as it is to say but you know i think when you're going into an event and you're really going to practice like obviously demi is right because it's probably his biggest chance he's ever had at a tournament i think mm-hmm. like yep. i think everyone becomes very very scary um so you did mention D- wsg as well which is kind of the other event you qualified for uh again kind of really cool to see this kind of event come back this year uh they've even kind of kind of really kind of just spiced it up a bit and made everything a little bit bigger where you know the basically the way WSG works is there's a bunch of regional qualifiers. Then you go into your regional finals. So, you know, for example, there's an Australian qualifier which leads to the Asia Pacific finals, and there's also European finals, North and South American finals, and African finals. And then those each of those regional finals lead into the global finals event, which is 32 players. So it's really hey. like a really cool kind of set of stages. And well, you've kind of gone through the first stage just this uh, past week as well with the victory there. Uh, pretty. I, I don't know what you thought, but obviously a fairly simple bracket, I think. I mean, Hayekas and Cypher doesn't yeah. sound simple, but when you already beat the guys a couple of times this week, or maybe not Hayekas, but I'm not sure where Hayekas Zerg really is at the moment. Um, Hayekas and Zerg is actually, like, really good, but yeah. obviously Protoss Zerg is my best matchup, and mm-hmm. not really on my level in that sense. Um, I taught him how good Disruptors were against Zerg, by the way. <laughs> he was very surprised. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty um, crazy in every matchup right now. I think. But it was, it was, it was. I mean, the bracket was silly. We had uh, Seetha, yours, Igos, and I on the same side of the bracket. Seetha and yours playing a best of one <laughs> in the round of sixteen. And um, would you say you guys are like top four Australia-ish? Or well, I, I think Hud is definitely top, top, um, top four as well. Hud's really good against Seetha and TBT. So right, okay. Um. Maybe he gets pushed up a bit that way, but Hut's on a roll as well, so he's yeah. probably up there um, in top three even at the moment. Yeah. So pretty, pretty stacked. Not... Is, is, I was yeah. actually thinking about this. Like it is a pretty stacked side of the bracket. You just make it look so easy, you know, just two o two o, no problem. Two best of threes and yeah. you go into China. The uh, the games against C that were very um, very clear clean. Well, not so much clean, but clear-cut, as opposed to the previous day, maybe, you know. Okay. I'd yeah, learned, you, you, went for, you went 40 supply down, kind of fighting for your life. No. <laughs> okay, fair enough. That's, uh... No, that's cool to hear. I mean, don't want to stick too long the qualifiers, because I guess we just talked about kind of qualifying and stuff. I, I mean, it's a very similar sort of experience, I guess. Like, you kind of qualify, obviously, this time you go to... I mean, even the Asia-Pacific Regional Finals is a big event on its own. It'll have about $40,000 I mean, prize pool, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. it's pretty. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, another really cool chance to represent yourself. Uh, Hurt was actually the other Australian player to qualify, which, as you mentioned, he's been in a bit of a role. So, a pretty cool opportunity for him, I would imagine, as well. And yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I mean, just any thoughts on WSG? Because I, I really like the WSG format. Obviously, it kind of doesn't feel so unique now because IEM's come along and doing a similar sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I kind of have really liked WSG since it first came around. I'm not sure what you feel about it, so just kind of the opportunity it gives? Uh, I mean, this year I'm feeling much a bit better about it, but last year we had the exact same issue where me, Seether, and I guys all got put on the same side of the bracket. Ah, uh, really? Um, so this is... And I lost, like, 3-2 against Seether <sighs> to not qualify. So this is actually my biggest issue with it, because I don't, like, I feel as though the European and NA qualifiers are all really good, like... You know, if it's like if the EU qualifies, like kind of one player qualifies and there's like eight players or so, it's like single elimination or something, which sort of makes sense. But best of three and a best of five. But if there's like more than like a certain number of players, it goes into double elimination. Or if there's more than one spot in the line, it's it double has elimination. To be. Yeah. And I think like yeah, like it doesn't take long to like you know if you take this Australian qualifier for WSG this time, just to put in perspective, there was like 
I mean, 8, 9, 10, 11 players signed up and checked in, I guess. So, 11 mm -hmm. players, you run that in double elim, like, you can do that in 5 hours max, like, unless you get really unlucky, or you have a bad admin who doesn't start the games or something, like, this is done in 5 hours, like, I just don't understand it, like, the EU and NA qualifiers, I know that basically they're being run by different people, but the EU and NA ones seem really good, like, I wouldn't think, don't think anyone really complains about it. But it really feels as though like you could have a double elim, and it just makes it so much fairer for everyone. Like it eliminates the bracket look. Like it gives you, you know, if you hit that one bad matchup, it doesn't screw you over. I don't know. It's mm -hmm. it's a little bit brutal. Like even in this, like they do single elim, and then they put best of ones in the round of sixteen. Like guys, yeah. are you crazy? If, the biggest joke was the Korean tournament. <laughs> yeah. The okay. Korean let's let's talk about this quickly, actually, because I was talking about this uh, over the weekend when I was in Poland with Roddy. I was like. Are they serious? Ty, the defending champion of this tournament, gets knocked out in a best of one against Dark. Like, I'm not yes. saying that Ty should like, you know, not get knocked out by Dark, but to get knocked out in a best of one by Dark in a single elimination stage of the bracket is just like, like you flipping crazy. I, I don't even know. Like, and even stage stage two was single elim. Single elim, best of three. When you need three players to qualify as well from Korea, it's like. Double elimination literally lends itself to qualifying more than two players because it gives you a third place match naturally, right? Like, mm. you don't have to, like, put in a qualifying match, whatever. It's just, like, it's so silly. Like, how come when Forte and Dark lose a series, these guys get to kind of go again to qualify, whereas Zest and people lost a series the round before and they don't get a second life, you know? Mm, definitely. It's really, yeah. uh... You know, again, like, I, I'm not surprised by the players he qualified. Like, Mario Classic and Dark are, like, top-notch players. I don't think anyone's going to complain about having those guys, but... Jesus, like, what a way to ruin a great qualifier, I think. I actually got the replays of this uh, event to cast. Uh, I asked for permission, and they didn't get back to me, so I think I'm just going to cast them anyways, because... Because, <laughs> uh, honestly, I don't think WSG actually care. But just, no, based on this, just based on this format that they put out, like... Like, come on, guys, like, best of ones? Best, best of, I just don't know, like... I mean, there's not really much to say about it, because I think we both agree it's just stupid, and there's much better ways to it do is. it. Like, I don't know. Like, you're just having really good players eliminated on the back of a best of one. Like, Jachi loses to... Like, Stats loses in the first round to Patience, best of one. Like, like mm. what? Like, Alive, top four kind of hits this year. Best of one, out in the first round to Solar. And these guys are all in the same section of the bracket. Solar, Stats, Patience, Jachi. Like, what the... What the flip? Maru knocks out SOS? Like... I don't know, like, I, obviously you're going to have some brutal matchups, but come on, like, just double elimination. At least it, it run in best of threes. Like, yeah. did they really just not want to admin this for more than 20 minutes? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, for example, I had a look, and the Australian qualifier took two hours to play. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean like, so... I imagine it could have taken much less even, though, like... Yeah. I mean, did they make I, you wait I to mean, if be they casted, made it or? best of one... <laughs> but like I mean like even it's just silly like two hours is really nothing and yeah. I mean I'm pretty sure most players when they have this qualifier they set aside like four to five hours to play right because you know that's how long it could realistically take and you know, past that's a bit ridiculous but like I say like a double elim bracket as long as you have the admins there to keep things rolling you don't hold too many games for the stream like it's gonna run fine in four or five hours like I just casted a bunch of double elim brackets of WSG qualifiers like in EU and NA like, it's just, yeah, I don't know, the, a the APAC region, just, whoever's running the APAC region just needs to kind of get a bit more on the level of realism, <laughs> I guess, with the rest yeah. of the regions. I think it's run by different people to Europe and... Yeah, it North is. America, Europe so. and NA is run by Starladder, and I think, I think the APAC one's just run by kind of, uh, like, literally just by the WSG organizers, like, they actually just do it themselves, yeah, or they hand yeah, it out to, like, third parties or something, like... You just don't obviously care as much as like Starladder do in terms of making a good quality event in EU and NA, so it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty crazy. Anyways, we've, but, we've, sorry. Well, from what I have heard, the main events though do run like the lands run really well. So yeah, I think so. Like uh, uh, I think the it's just the qualifying stuff. It's I think iffy. I remember like the APAC. I actually cast the APAC finals last year, which was actually at the yeah last year I cast them because uh, I was actually in America at the time. I cast them with Fear Dragon. And it was like it was like the event itself looked pretty smooth. Like maybe there's mm. some downtime, etc. But in general, like when it was time for the StarCraft matches to go, the StarCraft players walked on stage. The StarCraft players played their games. Like 
it looked good, you know, like it was a good stage, it was a good setup. I think like they look after the players very well. And I just think like the online section, the qualifiers are a bit uh, bit funky. Bit iffy. Bit iffy. Alright, um, something else that was a bit iffy. Uh, we'll just go through this one quickly just because it is the talk of the day. Um, DQ'd players from the North America region of IEM Pyeongchang. So basically, here's the, the outlay of the situation is that IEM Pyeongchang and WSG have a bit of a schedule issue where WSG was scheduled for the 1st to the 4th and it has been for a long time. It was announced in August. So they can't really move. And IEM Pyeongchang is obviously kind of restricted by the Winter Olympics when it can run and these big sponsors saying that they have to run on certain days. And so I think originally it was meant to run from the 2nd to the 7th, but they they reduced it to the 5th to the 7th instead. Um, so now obviously you've got these two events overlapping and with the way time zones work, if you finish in the WSG America Finals, pretty much that ends as Pyeongchang starts because there's like a 15 hour plus difference between them if not more I think like yeah. I think it's like 16 uh, 17 yeah it's more yeah it's like 16 or 17 hours so if you finish in America in California on like in the evening Pyeongchang is literally starting day one so if you were playing both you'd have less than 24 hours to travel to Korea and get ready into play and so the issue is basically Scarlett, Jon Snow, Neeb, and Major, or Special, were already qualified for WSG, and they said, like, hey, we're going to play WSG if there's a choice, but is there a way we can play in both? And when it came around to the North American qualifiers, apparently the person who knew whether they could play in both or not, because they hadn't been given a clear answer, was asleep, and so the admin just mm. DQ'd them from the qualifier, and then this whole drama startup of ESL apparently not having their shit together, and people are kind of flaming all sorts of nonsense, so... I mean... My my view on it is like obviously it flipping sucks, but they sort of chose. I mean, this is like a very brutal point of view. Like it really sucks that these events overlap, but at the end of the day, like they're working on big like sponsors and they're working on timelines they're given. The players decide yeah. to play in one event. That's the event they chose to play in, right? And like yeah, so like yeah, I, I mean let's get your point of view because you're a player, right? So you have a better point of view than me. Yeah, well, so people asking or complaining about scheduling conflicts is just like ridiculous, really. Like. IEM cannot run this event at any other time. It has to be before the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate that WSG, like, you know, ended up like this. Um, and I'm not saying the situation was handled well, but people asking for, complaining about scheduling conflicts is a bit ridiculous. And yeah. even people saying, uh, you know, oh, you know, they can fly there for day two, I mean... Realistically, I, I mean, but that just doesn't work. Like, I mean, you know no. yourself at these big events, like there's media days where you actually like you're exactly. literally there because at some point they're gonna ask you to take a photo, maybe they do a video to make the event good. And especially something like Pyeongchang, like this is a exactly. huge this event. is the most yeah important event in terms of media. Um, yeah. Oh no, exactly. It's it's really uh, it's really kind of huge. Like you need it to be like a good show. Like they're gonna have video interviews with like every player probably or most players, right? Because they have stories to tell, unique stories. They're gonna like sell the player story in the aspect of like representing your country. Yeah, they're gonna want a media day. So even if WSG ended a day early and you arrive on day one. Even then, I think, like, realistically, like, you, can you even rig the groups for, like, four players to... Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? It gets very iffy then. Exactly, right? Because I imagine already they're going to want to split up the US players, right? But I would also imagine they're going to try and put the Canadian players in separate groups as well, so that it's like... I don't know if this is exactly how they'll do it, but I'd imagine they'd try and put, like, maybe a USA player in group A and B, and then Canadian players in, like, group C and D, because that's sort of, like, a similar region, you mm. know, in terms of, like proximity and you know again i'm not sure if that's exactly how they'll do it but i imagine it could be either way to cover four players and to put them all in two groups which are going to play on the second it just doesn't work like that like it's like a big offline event like you can't just have players flying in like a day later than the rest and you know because then the big and... thing will be like oh well this guy had to play on like zero sleep that's not fair i am like you know it's it's silly yeah and i mean it might not just be the north americans i mean let's say Diego qualifies. Killers are qualifies. I mean, I mean, it's already that sort of issue, right? Like where, right now, it's already like, you know, I guess special and Neeb and so on. But like, yeah, like you say, it could be Kelso as well if he qualified for South America, which is obviously very realistic. Then it's another player, and then you're talking about five players, maybe or six players potentially who have an overlap. Mm. And it's like, well, really, like that's uh, 
that's kind of insane. Like, it's it's really an unfortunate situation. I really feel for the players, and I I completely believe like IEM probably could have done a better job of just saying, "Hey guys, definitely look, look here's the deal." We just don't think you can play. We just can't really accommodate you. So, you know, you can't play in the qualifier, you know? But the problem was they turned up to play in the qualifier. Then they got DQ'd or something, or they got DQ'd like an hour before. And so they tried to replace people, and people didn't get replaced in time. Um, and they'd already knocked some people out as well, you know? Like, for example, I guess, like, indirectly, No Regret's a good example, because No Regret lost to Starkiller. And so No Regret couldn't be a replacement because Starkiller was still in the main qualifier, right? But say those four players hadn't played, yeah. the four DQ players hadn't played in stage one, no regret would have got a different seed, and maybe that allows him to get into the main qualifier anyways. And and then obviously it's very different. So I think that whole fiasco definitely could be dealt with better. But yes, God damn, I think, the, um But the view of just people like um being like, Oh god, ESL, why would you do this? Why would you DQ these players? Like this is insane, like like it just doesn't work like that people like mm-hmm. ah it's really yeah really really kind of gets the way, I guess. yeah like i think the rerun of the qualifier could have been done better i, um, I think realistically they could have delayed they could have just said look guys we've we've really got a mess here because players are getting dq'd yeah like we got to like delay it or something but like at the same time they're probably on a strict <laughs> schedule as well and stuff like this and well yeah and at the same time i mean what weekend is free remember leipzig qualifiers <laughs> Leipzig. Like, I mean, there's, that's the thing as well, right? It's like you change it to one day, and then other players are going to complain. Like, there is no pretty way out of this, but it's really blown up into something a lot bigger than I think it needs to be. Um, I agree. And and you know, maybe IEM could have talked better to WSG. And I mean, that's not even what I'm really kind of focused on. It's just the negativity that's coming out of it. It's like, holy shit! Like, some people are attacking ESL. Like, ESL are the devil, and that they've never done anything for StarCraft. It's like, how dare you just leech our game because Blizzard make you? It's like, <laughs> guys, like, do you run ESL and never run an event again? Because that's how ESL will never run an event again. Like, Apollo must be reading yeah. our StarCraft right now and be like, Jesus, flipping Christ, like. Get me out of here! Like, I'm not coming back to this place. It's really kind of insane. I don't know. Like, obviously, it's because it's very popular players getting DQ'd, but like the community backlash is just insane. Like, obviously, I'm not saying don't be upset. Don't like, don't don't be like, oh yeah, this is fine. But like, don't be like ESL or ruining StarCraft because that's just not true. Like, shit happened, and this was a really bad situation that has a really difficult way to be figured out. Like, uh, it's, yeah. it's not pretty. All right. Well, um, I mean, let's move on. I mean, we've already talked a lot, so just kind of skim over this next one we're going to talk about. But start of the year is very busy for you. Um, obviously, you've got a lot of events coming up. You know, hoping to qualify for Leipzig in January. Going to be yeah. um, playing in uh, playing in WSG, of course, in China. You're going to be playing IEM in Korea. Like, uh, I yeah. mean, so you actually go from like what from? I guess you start and you go to China wow. in the middle okay. of January. So, well, this is my month, right? This is your so month. So, I'm, I'm going to America to uh, stay at the Root House for this time period as well. So, I fly to America, then I fly to China, then the next weekend I go to Chisadelphia. <laughs> next weekend, if I qualify, I go to Germany. The next weekend, I go to South Korea for IM Pyeongchang. <laughs> That's, uh... I'm just uh, going to be in a constant state of jet lag. Um, it's almost at the point where they may as well just fly you from event to event rather than like back. I reckon it'll make it easy. Yeah, like it's just... uh, kind of crazy. But like, I mean, like you know, the thing is, you don't even have short travel in there. Like California to China and California to Korea isn't short. You know, it's like a good no, twelve hours. Yeah. Like I guess it's short for you, right? It's like it is. It would be. It would be lovely. Actually. <laughs> I, look, but... I look forward to it. The casual thirteen-hour flight is like your favorite one now because you've never been on just a thirteen-hour trip. <laughs> That's it. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's kind of crazy, but uh, yeah, super busy and awesome that you uh, mentioned. You mentioned it that uh, you're staying in the root house. Obviously, kind of a cool, cool opportunity. So you're going to be staying there long after you're done traveling as well, or? Yeah, so I'm definitely staying there until the end of February, and then we'll see what happens beyond that. Awesome stuff. Well, again, I'm not going to dwell on this too much. I guess there isn't actually too much more to say. After we've already talked about it, just super busy times. I mean, I guess, I think if I ask most players this, they'd probably be like, oh, yeah, that's so much travel. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. You're probably like, ah, oh, yeah, this is like usually just one European event for me. So <laughs> spreading it across yeah. a month is completely fine. And I think one thing to note about the 
busyness of the time as well. I mean, they sort of tried to free up the middle of the year, right? Or that was yeah. the complaint last year. So, so it'll be interesting, I think, to see where the other WTFS events lie. Because you've also yeah. got to remember, like, there's also not going to be, like, an IE like in Pyeongchang. And there's also not mm. going to be, like, a uh, WSG in the middle of the year, right? So all of a sudden, the middle of the year becomes a lot more open. Which I actually think they're maybe trying to do because they want to promote more event organizers to come into StarCraft again. And they want to be able to mm. say, look... This uh, this time, you know, if you've got an event in this time zone, it's perfect because we're not going to have WCS qualifiers or challenger. They're not going to be jetting after another event the day before. But like, I think they want to be able to say to other organizers, like, hey, come get into StarCraft, like, at some point in the year where you actually have events because last year you couldn't and this year we're going to try and make it so that you can. So I think yeah, that'd be kind of nice. I agree. It's kind of nice uh, for... Uh, I was just gonna say it's kind of nice for kind of the online community content creators as well, because like yeah, that's usually it. December and January and November, like you you can see it right now. Like I've run more events than usual. Base trade have run in a bunch of events, and it's all because like you know this is when we can run a bunch of events because people aren't usually traveling and there's not usually qualifiers. But now there is qualifiers. It just means that obviously it kind of sucks right now because we're like, well, this is the time we're meant to run stuff. But it just means that like later on. There's going to be more time for us to run more stuff as well, which is kind of thing, kind of sick, I think. Yeah, one thing to remember as well is like we didn't have nation wars this year, right? Yeah, that's one thing that I I'm disappointed can, that we haven't. Can had. you imagine there was nation wars though? Holy crap! I, I would be actually. <laughs> I actually think it would it'd be, be impossible. impossible. It wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah, I'm and maybe to... that's why it hasn't happened. Maybe nation wars will come in through the summer instead. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I'd be because uh, I'd be very surprised if they didn't at least if they haven't have at least talked about doing Nation Wars again because people love that event. Mm. I'm pretty sure yeah. Blizzard love the event, the players love the event. So I, I imagine it's something that's on the radar somewhere, but maybe just finding a better time, or maybe they've talked to Blizzard and Blizzard have said, "Hey, look, like this month here, much better for you than doing it in January or Feb December." Yeah, and Australia's going to win the next one. Just letting yeah. you know. Okay, you know, I'm I'm just hoping that the team UK actually gets out the qualifier for once. <laughs> uh, we'll meet up in the finals, okay? <laughs> meet up in the finals. You know, we've come so close to getting out the qualifier so many times. It's really insane. Or maybe one year we got out the qualifier, and we nearly got out of groups. Like we get really close. I think we lost to New Zealand like three two one year when we had Clad the Lad, and then last year we mm. lost to America three two when the Muslim took a map off Neeb. It was really sick. Oh yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, team team UK man. We always get so close, yet we end up so far. <laughs> Rip. All right. Um, I mean, talking about, I guess I just mentioned some events that I've been running, but you run your own tournament as well, which is about accumulating its end of year or end of season. I don't know how you actually call it, but the championship stage. Uh, I mean, just give us a rundown of your event. What's going on? What's the championship looking like? Yeah, so of course the Probe StarCraft League um, does have its championship event coming up this weekend, and which is a $3,000 open bracket, group stage, then championship bracket uh, two-day event, which is going to be really sick. Um, some of the best players from you know Australia and New Zealand flying in. So I'm looking really forward to it. Of course, I'm not playing in it, because maybe it's a bit of a conflict of interest. but <laughs> just, just a little um, one. Just a little one. I wouldn't want to win my own money. Although I guess that's one way to like sustain the tournament. <laughs> I just win the money win back. back, you know. Uh. Um, but yeah, it's coming to an end after six to eight months of monthly online tournaments, two other lands as well, and some you know occasional uh, longer bracket tournaments as well. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. Uh, I've. I. I not lie. Like I wouldn't say I've. I followed this tournament like all the way through or anything, but like I've been. I've been hearing about it so much in terms of like seeing an event here, seeing an event there. Like all of a sudden you have, you know, one tournament that's offline, and you have another LAN, and you have your monthly finals, which is like a big group stage event as well, right? Or there's not groups, but it's like a big bracket. Big uh, bracket. Yeah. Big bracket. Yeah, it gets really, gets really cool. It's the sort of thing I love. So. Uh, for example, I, I talk about this a lot. I really love the OSC League because I really love the way that it builds up throughout like an entire year and ends mm. in a big championship, you know? And I, I love, I, I really love what you've done as well, where it's like month to month is like, 
you know, month to month is like, oh yeah, here's this and here's that, and like you can play in this and that, and then there's like maybe the big online qualifier, you can play the big online event or the big LAN event, and all the time you're just earning your way into the championship, and then it has this big accumulation. You have an entire story to talk about, you know. I think it's, uh, I I just honestly think it's really awesome. Like I have this, uh, I have this dream of doing something similar someday, like a big like league sort of focus thing. It's just so difficult, though. Like, I imagine it must be, like, really tough to organize and, like, f find dates for everything and stuff. Yeah, so I, when I was organizing, I tried to make it as simple as possible, especially for, like, the monthly stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, just it's just like a 16-player sing single elimination bracket. Um, <clears throat> we, we cast from replays as well, just to make things as simple as possible for the players. Yeah. Um, and then, I mean, lands you can be a bit more rigorous and whatnot because you know you, you do it all on the day, sort of. But um, yeah, I, like I really like this monthly format. Just you know, some constant competition that gets people involved. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I, I think especially for like a, a scene like the kind of like the oceanic region, I guess, is really kind of uh, it's really interesting, I guess, because like you've got like a lot of players who will play in it, and you've got a lot of players who will kind of sign up every single time. And it's very difficult to find, I guess, even time to do something like that in Europe because players will just not always have the time to commit mm -hmm. to like the weekly event or the monthly event and so on. So it's it's really interesting. Like I really want to look at doing something similar, but it's just so difficult to, I think, just fund as well in general. You know, it's uh, it's very difficult to justify. And, uh, it's very difficult to find the sponsor of things nowadays. One thing I've really been looking at myself to bring back is obviously like the team league, um, and I, I really want to make the team league something which is like more, more focused around like not in the same way as like playing stuff regularly, but like it has a storyline, you know. Because I really yeah. feel like you know if I was an Australian fan, I'm pretty sure I would be like PSL number one fan because I'd be like, whoa, oh my god, this guy's just won this event or this guy's doing well and he might make the fun, you know, like because if that's like your local scene, it's like super like awesome to follow and like like I say, like for me, like I wouldn't tune into like maybe an Australian or I wouldn't have heard about like an Australian weekly cup maybe, you know, but for this, like I've heard about it, and, like I know about it, and like you know already that yeah. has more of an impact than say the usual sort of events that I run, so... Good job, bro. I'm proud. Oh, thanks, man. As an event organizer, I'm actually amazed <laughs> that you've organized, like, all of this stuff. It's like... I I like I would be having, like, heart palpitations, like, oh my god, I've got to organize, like, 15 events for one thing that leads into an offline... Like, offline events as well? Holy shit, like... I couldn't even begin to think of organizing an offline event properly. It's, uh... <laughs> it's terrifying. Yeah, but, well, I mean, uh, yeah. one thing is, though, that... I organized it to, you know, fill a gap yeah. in the scene. Um, and so, you know, you're talking about Europe. Europe does have a lot of stuff, you know. We were sort of lacking yeah. some constant monthly stuff. Yeah, I, I, think so I, it's, said, I think it's the right it, thing to do, right? It. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. Like, I think, like, you definitely had the opportunity. You had to kind of fill that opportunity, which you did. It's actually funny. You mentioned Europe has loads of stuff. But I feel like right now Europe actually has less online cups than ever because... Like, because it's just so much easier to run Korean events and justify it right now. Like, from the very yeah. honest point of view of, like, a, a, like a tournament organizer, I guess. Like, if, I, if I'm going to throw $100 an event, like, am I going to throw it at a European event or am I going to throw it at a Korean one? Well, Korean's going to have a better return of investment, uh, you know? Uh, and, and also, the European ones, like, really get shitty sign-ups sometimes, I think, so... It's interesting. It's actually, uh, I guess, not really got anything to do with anything, but just as I mentioned, it's like really weird that some days you'll run a $100 EU Cup and you'll get like Snoot, Showtime, Youth Thermal, like everyone will be signed up to this tournament, right? And the next day yeah. you'll run a $100 Cup and it's like, you know, you get maybe like Bly, you know, you get like the online guys who play and everything, but no one else. It's like, I don't know, guy. Like, you always they, I, get Bly. It's like, yeah, you always get Bly. <laughs> but like, you look at it, you're like, but I don't know, like, th there's nothing on, like, it's not a different day of the week, like, I don't know, you, what's going on? But yeah, um, really awesome to see that you've been doing well. You think it's going to be able to come back for another year or so? Is that the plan? Or I cannot confirm you cannot or confirm. deny anything. Okay, okay. It, it, it may take a bit of, bit of a while with me traveling to pick back up. Yeah, I imagine that's, that, that's one of the crazy things as well, like, being able to run this, like... 
you know, if this, if I if I ran something like this, I'd be like, oh my god. And I like spend my days organizing events and schedule and stuff, you know. I like to do this is always like while you're a player as well, and like qualifying for WCS events and going on like fifty hour journeys just to play a game or two. It's uh, <laughs> it's really insane, like really awesome. Mm. I All mean, right. that's one thing I actually didn't like. Uh, mm. I went to Valencia this year, and then I stayed for Home Story Cup the next week. Uh huh. And I was actually running my LAN that weekend, and I didn't like not being there, not running yep. it and controlling it myself. So with me traveling at the start of this next year. I'm not going to be running lands because I don't have the control, the direct control over it. No, but no, I just sense. have to wait and see for the rest of the year. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, I'm not going to keep you for too much longer because we've already managed it. See, you know when I told you originally this is going to be like 30 minutes, the same might go to 40. Mm -hmm. This, this is why I say this because like we start talking and I just keep talking forever. I just don't shut up. But it's good. Uh, no, it's good. This is why I really love this format as well, by the way, because it's like. So, you know, I used to try and do a talk show thing. I just felt it was, like, so, like, it was so scripted. Like, hey, guys, so this event was on. What did you think of that? And someone's like, oh, I didn't watch it. And the other guy's like, oh, yeah, that game was cool. It was like, it's really shit. And this, we just talk StarCraft and stuff. And Yeah, man. Yeah, I like it. I'm just completely, like, uh, plugging my own format right here. But <laughs> <laughs> people, people are used to it. I do this, like, every episode. I'm like, hey, isn't this format really awesome? Just try to justify myself. Like, yeah, I, I, I guess so. I don't really know. Like, yeah, the comments. <laughs> yeah. The comments in the bottom. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's like, what do you really just shut the fuck up and actually ask him something useful? Okay, guys, I get it. Um, I mean, just to wrap it up then, let's talk a little bit about kind of just the state of the state of gameplay, I guess, at the moment, because we talked a lot about, you know, events and coming up and stuff like that, but I mean, obviously, gameplay is a big thing, and we just had, you know, I guess, fairly recently, the big patch, and we've had a couple of fixes here and there. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts right now on just Protoss stuff in general? Anything you're enjoying? Anything you think is really kind of ridiculous, or, or what, what are you think? Yeah, do you so... think PvT is completely fucked, or do you think it's actually a bit better than people make it out to be? I think it's a bit better than people make it out to be. Mm -hmm. I agree that some things are completely fucked, but as these next wave of changes come through, I think it will probably be in a spot to just leave it for quite a while. Mm -hmm. um, because I think Terran actually is fine in the mid-game. It's just that they always fall behind because Chrono Boost is just, like, so strong. Yeah. So, and, and like... <laughs> It's interesting, just because Chrono Boost is so strong, you almost can't read into the rest of the game because Protoss is just, like, so far ahead. Mm -hmm. And so even just, like, a small delay of 30 seconds or something like this makes a huge difference in the viability of Terran, for example. Yeah, I think it's. I think that's kind of the the issue a lot of people are having right now. I know I talked to, to Optimus a bit, and he just says, like... Well, you know, if I, you know, I can't have a good early game because Protoss just gets ahead and there's nothing really I can do to stop them or, you know, sometimes I can derp some Hellions into their mineral line and sure I'm going to win the game because I've killed 25 workers, right? But a lot of the time I just come out of the early game and if Protoss plays well, like, I can't do the damage and so I end up being, you know, what usually wouldn't be behind it just be sort of like, well, you know, I didn't take an advantage. But now there's no way to really kind of like do anything with that because Protoss have the Chrono Boost and so... Rather than just being kind of like okayish on either side, the Protoss, or maybe the Protoss has a slight lead, the Protoss just has like an insane lead and they build into what is just a strong mid game army, anyways, you know? And I think that's like, I guess, sort of the issue as well, perhaps that Protoss just seems very, I guess, powerful at every stage of the game because, like, yeah. early game, you're kind of okayish right now. I guess it's probably the weakest point in Protoss, like, in terms of being able to take damage. But then you have this very strong kind of gateway phase of the game where you can just mass up a bunch of, you know, I'm being very generalized here, but you can get up a bunch yeah. of like stalkers and zealots and you can play very just gateway heavy to deny further damage. And then all of a sudden you're getting your tech chrono down behind it and you end up with this very powerful army that Terrans have never liked dealing with. So I think that's what, from at least what I've heard, is what Terrans are sort of struggling with the most, just the... The whole concept of just not having a way to get into like a strongish mid game, and from there they just feel kind of behind already, I guess. Yeah, so I definitely agree with that. And so I'm actually like a tiny bit against some of the changes coming up, like the disruptor nerf. 
Yeah, I, I think the disrupt is kind of fine actually. Like, I think it's very fun at the moment. Yeah, I think so too. And I, I would just nerf Chrono Boost. I'm not sold on changing the stalkers. Like, it might mm -hmm. just be like a timing thing for stalkers. And if not, I would, I guess, go with the change that they've suggested. But um, like the disruptor nerf just seems like we're over nerfing stuff too quickly. I feel as though, like, why not just change the Corona Boost and then leave it for another week or so, or a week or yeah. two, and just have a, you know, an idea. Just because, like... I think, I think it's going to make a massive difference. Like, yeah, I think immediately, like, you know, you're not going to have such an effect on kind of early units and so on, so the Terran kind of gets that maybe early game ability just to do a little bit of damage once more, and so once again you can get to that point of having a bit of a stronger mid-game, and then all of a sudden, like, maybe that's all you need. Like, it's, mm. uh, I just feel like the, the Corona Boost change will change a lot, and then maybe, you know, maybe it is fine. Maybe then you can tweak something else after. Like, it's only going to get better, right? So even if it's still not completely fixed, at least it's a bit better. And then you can look at it again and be like, okay, well, maybe we only need to change the Disruptor or the Stalker. Maybe it's just the Stalker, and then everything else is fine. Sort of yep. feels like they're making a big leap. But, I mean, I guess in the positive way, at least they're looking at doing something. Like, ah, oh, no, it's... It's always tough to know what the kind of the right way to balance is. Like, is it best to make bigger changes? Is it best to make like little things and wait a while? I guess they're in a bit of a tough spot as well with WCS starting so soon. Um, even for some regions, it's already kind of started in kind of Taiwan and China, etc. Like qualifiers, it's uh, a little bit brutal because like this is meant to be the time of the year where we figure out what happens after the big patch and maybe we change things again. And yet we're actually having these really important qualifiers for IEM, we're having really important qualifiers for, you know, for all sorts of things, and obviously that's a little bit brutal. I mean, yes, it's different this year, but I mean, it was the exact same last year. They sort of said, like, oh, you know, it's the pre-season, it doesn't really matter, but we had, like, Nation Wars and... Yeah, that's true. And, and, and WSG as well, so it's never actually really been this super sparse I mean, there's, there's, time. There's in never, opinion, like... But... There's never, like, an ideal time, but I think in terms yeah. of, like, Blizzard point of view, it's like, let's try and at least keep WCS away from mm. the massive changes and the massive imbalances or whatever, right? Because, yeah, I, I mean, exactly that, you know? It's like, WCS is their tournament, and it's the tournament they sell to the viewers as if you're going to watch a StarCraft 2 tournament, you should watch this one. Now, you know, obviously, like, as a bit more hardcore StarCraft fans, like, obviously, we can see that WSG is, like, the second biggest prize pool of the year, and all of this and yeah. obviously Nation Wars <laughs> is really cool but like from Blizzard's point of view like they sell WCS and that's the one that really matters and that what well, you really need everything to be right for so it's yeah. uh it's pretty interesting outside of PVT what you thinking PVP okay PVZ feeling good or um I hate PVP <laughs> yeah is it early a, game is it a bit of a mess now I... without the overcharge or I, f I think it's quite a bit of a mess um I'm not the smartest PvP player though. Uh, I've so seen a lot surprised. of. Um, I actually cast a ton of PvP lately, and mm. it really feels the PvP is just this sort of. It sort of feels as though it's taking a step back into people are taking risks to be able to stay in the game, and so all of a sudden, like, I just feel as though I'm seeing like one DT end the game a lot more again, or I'm seeing yeah. like the free gate push just coming in and it's like end of the game. Like, it just seems like super volatile all over and. It's kind of crazy because PvP had become the most stable mirror matchup, I would say, which very often got to the later stage unless you had a very committed one base attack, which was very infrequent. So it is really, really different to kind of see it just ending super early. Like, I think I casted like three best of five PvPs last week, and I think they were all over. Like, they were, none of them were three zeros. It was either three one or three two, but yet they were all over yeah, within yeah. like 30, 40 minutes. You know, it's it was really fast. It can be really one-sided, and, like, obviously a bit of this is people just don't know the new patch. Like, we're still learning a whole yeah. bunch. Um, but it still feels a bit a bit iffy. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. Like, I mean, removing the Fortnite overcharge was always going to be a big change, right? Yes, but, like, yes, this is yes. obviously, like, the matchup it probably affects the most because PvP has always been that position of difficulty to get into the later stages of the game. Like, for example, before Overcharge at all, we had 4G against 4G, and that was PvP. And wow. you had, you had like, the meta game of, like, it switched a little bit of, like, away from 4G versus 4G because the meta was to 4G, so you'd go for, like, anti-4G builds and stuff. Like, 
Yeah, back in 2011. But I mean, by 2012, we had a very established PvP non four gate meta game. Like you would have <laughs> one base Colossus. Oh my god! <laughs> no, but you do like Blink Robo and and Stargate as well, Phoenix. I mean, yeah, um, it, it got a bit more figured out. I just, I, I just, and then you did Century Expands as well. Yeah, I remember. That's true. Like creator, I guess I I, I kind of forgot about the 2012 of PvP. I guess because I guess in 2013, Hots is what I'm thinking of when Overcharge came in. And things felt a lot more. Then we got to that stage of like Mass Colossi and Mass Colossi for a long time. I guess that started mm. in Wings a little bit, but it was really kind of prevalent in Hots because we got to late game PvP so much more. I guess. Yeah, uh, the eight 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 eight. You know, yeah, the eight, eight Colossi, Colossi, eight, eight immortals. immortals, eight Archons. Well, you yeah. go, we got like twelve Archons. Yeah, you but... get as many Archons as you could. Yeah. I was sick. Like that, that I never forget the moment where, or like the week or two, where all of a sudden everyone realized, like, holy shit! After a colossi, instead of building like eight more colossi, if I build eight immortals yeah, like yeah. rain, I'm just gonna murder everybody. Yeah, rain. Exactly. Rain figured it out. Yeah, it was rain. He was just like, yeah. If I add eight immortals in, I just kill all your colossi in like two shots. And I was just like, whoa! It's like mind blowing. It was like literally a revolutionary time in PvP that you didn't just keep building colossi. Ah, oh, that's crazy. I was on like Cloud Kingdom and stuff. I remember those those days. Yeah, was uh, it? Uh, maybe there was mm. definitely a lot of mass colossi stuff in Cloud Kingdom. No, Cloud Cla Kingdom was Wings of Liberty. Yeah, I think so too. But it came back for a while, right? Maybe. Not in Hots, no. no. Re-entered the ladder map pool Hots from 2014, uh, the 10th of November 2014, to December as part of the Dream Pool. Maybe I'm just thinking of the Dream yeah, Pool. Yeah, it was right? Dream Pool. Yeah. I I have just this vision in my head of like a mass colossi game on Cloud Kingdom as colossi like push through the third base or something. Might mm. have just been Dream Pool. Might have just been Legacy of uh, Wings of Liberty because that was also very colossi heavy. So I was probably just thinking of a different stage. PvP has been such an yeah. interesting matchup to follow in terms of meta game differences. I agree. And actually, like the mid game in PvP at the moment, if you can get there, it's pretty interesting actually because you can go. Charge Light Immortal Archon. You can go Disruptor. Yeah. Um, it even feels like you could possibly go Colossus. Like, yeah, there's it's... ways you can work it in. So that's interesting. I think the mid game is interesting. Uh, the early game is a bit volatile. I, I think it is just the early game. It's like right now, like just people just seem to die and people just seem to find ways to kill you and you know both players expand and the next thing I know one guy has got an immortal and like a bunch of units moving across the map and he just wins the game I'm like um okay like did, didn't really see that happening sorry guys <laughs> my guys yeah. was like I just saw a casualty talk and suddenly the guys on the other side of the map I'm like oh he's uh, oh gg oh uh, yeah and then everyone's like what a shitty caster does he even understand this game <laughs> like no guys I don't I don't know what's going on pvp right now I'm sorry no one does yeah, bit it's uh, okay. bit crazy. Oh, I'll be interesting to see how it uh, how it changes up over the next month or two with like the slight changes that come in as well. Can obviously just yeah. kind of shift things all over again. So PvP definitely want to keep an eye out on. I guess just PvZ. We haven't talked about anything in particular there. Seems kind of one of the more well matched up kind of matchups at the moment. I guess people seem to be having an okayish time on either side. Yeah, I think it's. Yeah, I think it's okay. Either side, I'm still trying to figure out how I want to approach it. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes it goes spectacularly well. <laughs> Other times I just get shat on. Um, <laughs> Very different play style from Cirque, though, right? Like we're kind of back to yeah. uh, we're kind of back to like uh, early early Legacy of the Void. Like everyone's playing the Lurkers again. Uh, everyone's setting up to go into lurkers and they found new ways to do it off of like it's like all of a sudden like four minute layers are like completely normal just to build lurkers like it was a mid game tech choice it's like okay I guess that's I guess that's what we're doing now it's like that you know I, I look at a four minute layer I'm like oh shit Nidus here we go or something it's like nope just the macro play again <laughs> keep on droning it's, and I, uh, I've just been playing uh, Heart of the Swarm as well just like Stalker Sentry. Just yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Just that's that's becoming a real fun too. Plus three, out as quickly as possible, and then Stalker's yeah, we, we casted you doing that against. I'd like to say Crimson in the Oceania qualifier for IEM. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely saw yeah, this yeah, on yeah. on Blackpink. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Like, yeah. Yeah, this was uh, this is actually sick as well. You like this? He went like laying Hydra all in against you, and it looked really as though you were gonna die. And then you dropped like three force fields, and the game just completely uh, turned around. I was like, "What? This is insane!" I really thought you were dead. 
man. I, have, I just good, have man. no no faith in you. What a fucking horrible yeah, friend. That's it. I find your yeah, lack of faith disturbing. It is. I, I think something I've seen in Europe as well has been kind of interesting. Some players are going right back to like Protoss build orders for like Star Legacy of the Void as well. Like I've seen some double Stargates into Robos and like double Robo stuff. Like just all over again what they used to do to deal with like lurkers back in the day where you used to kind of like lift half the lurks oh, yeah. with phoenix and then the immortals walk in and pew 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 but uh it's it's really cool to see just even between that kind of how different it plays now to then like the development of the matchups really insane just play understanding how to engage certain things and stuff it's kind of it really is kind of crazy like wow starcraft is such a cool game <laughs> it's the best it's the best that's why we all love it that's why we love it. Yeah, crazy. All right, kind of cool to hear your your thoughts on the matchups. I always think it's nice to hear what people are thinking. The people who actually have to play it and put up with all the nonsense. It's pretty nice. Awesome. I think I'm done uh, stealing your evening away from you. And I've still got 25 minutes of, of your my birthday. birthday. Oh, see, I'm such a I'm such a good friend. I'm gonna let you enjoy <laughs> so the last. I'm just gonna let you enjoy the last minutes in silence, so you can just appreciate it. Be like, yes, I finally made it. Yeah, yeah, I felt really dumb because like uh, I was telling everyone, oh, it was Pro's birthday today. Like after I saw you tweet about it or something. That's so, fine. Should have checked Liquipedia, man. Should have checked Liquipedia. You have to wait for the birthday account on Twitter to tweet. You know. I uh, I hope I get a tweet this year. I'm pretty Probably sure excited. you will. They've been on, they've been on top of it recently. They've just, how long have they even been a thing though? Like, I guess. Uh, good yeah. question. But they, they tweeted have... it. They tweeted it um, like 11 seconds after it was my birthday. Like <sighs> they were on top of it. Well, in your time zone. Yeah. That's insane. I know. That's actually insane. Uh, wow. Yeah, it's only, it's been a thing since 2016. Maybe, maybe this year now I have a Liquipedia page. Maybe I'll get there. Maybe I'll be relevant enough. Wow, they, uh, they skipped a whole, like, half year or something. Maybe the bot died. Maybe. Anyways. Anyways. Um, cool. Uh, I mean, I'm just scrolling through Liquipedia now, so. I guess we should wrap this up. Uh, I'll give you your few minutes to talk about anything you want or say anything shout out your team anything please be my guest sweet so yeah um first thing to point out and remind everyone is psl championship is this weekend so if you're not from australia you can watch that on twitch.tv slash probe underscore sc2 we'll have all the games broadcast there i'll jump on cast a bit as well and of course if you're in australia especially melbourne come down it's open to all skill levels will be glad to have you come down play meet some pro players um it'll be really good shout out to my team legacy our sponsor razor as well uh legacy and razor really looking after me as well over these next couple of months so i'm really grateful to them and what they're doing for me so yeah awesome i just bought a razor laptop just because they sponsor you Ah, oh, thank you. Um, that wasn't actually the reason, but now it is. <laughs> Officially endorsed by Woody. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tweet at the match. I'm gonna when when my laptop arrives, I'm gonna be like, "Hey guys, really love that you support Probe and Legacy Esports. Thanks." Actually, do do that. There we go. Yeah, that would make then, my then, team manager. Then I get day. then I get fifty percent of the profit, right? Like you get for like, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> we'll talk about this later. <laughs> Hangs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, keep on the down low. Can't get everyone on, in on my secrets. Um, awesome. Sorry, were you were you done today? I, I think you? I'm done. Yes, you're done. All right. Um, well, thank you so much for coming and being my guest here today. It was a pleasure to have you on the Natural Expansion. It was uh, it was good to do an episode because it's been a little while for me because I've been kind of crazy traveling as well. Like I've just had the month of traveling that you're probably about to have. Like maybe mm, not quite as yeah. extreme distances, but. I've been like non-stop since like the start of November, so yeah, because was... you went to BlizzCon, right? Yeah, I went. To, so I went to BlizzCon. I was home for two days, and I went to Home Story Cup. Then I was home for like uh, nine days, and I went to Barcelona. And I finally got home from Barcelona, uh, yeah. and I was like, "Nice, I'm home for the rest of the year." Um, or I was gonna go to the Netherlands for like a weekend, and then I ended up getting 
to go to Cast IM qualifiers, so I had to go to Poland for that. And I'm off to Poland again in like five days if I get my flights, actually. So, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. It's kind of fun to. It I is. mean, I, I love traveling, right? But goddamn, like at some point, I just want to sit down and stream for like three weeks straight. You know, <laughs> like that's true. Give yeah. give you me my subscribers back. Yeah, it's it's still cool to kind of go places and stuff, but uh, I just want like you know, even if I just try, like I love traveling, but God, like every week is like a little bit ridiculous. Like I can barely even think straight. I can barely even get a set of like matches going or like organize a tournament before I have to go again. It's been mm -hmm. uh, it's been really insane, but no, it's it's always fun. But uh, yeah, um, obviously uh, natural expansion. I'm hoping to do it. Uh, Kind of uh, once every couple of weeks again, guys. I know it's been a little while since the last one. Um, just been kind of really difficult to find the time, I guess, and to really set up into it. So hopefully you're going to have these again more often. I hope this was a really cool kind of welcome back with kind of like almost an hour of probe because probe's like the best, so it really should have been. Um, Who doesn't want an hour of me? Li literally nobody. Actually nobody. I reckon this is going to be my be most viewed episode by a large amount. I reckon, I reckon. Easily. 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 All right. Um, aye, aye, aye. So, yeah, uh, keep your eyes out for more of this. Obviously, you can subscribe if you listen on the iTunes or the YouTubes. You can subscribe as well. Um, obviously, I tweet about it on Twitter at WaddyTV, on Facebook.com slash WaddyTV, and uh, all of that good stuff. You can check us out live on Twitch TV as well, twitch.tv slash Waddy with free eyes because, you know, that's something I did one time and I regret to this day. And other than that... Thanks so much for watching. Thank you again to Pro for being our guest tonight, giving us some cool uh, chitter chatter for the hour. And uh, this was Natural Expansion, episode 13. Guys, have a great rest of your day. I'll see you guys next time.